Welcome to Corpberg Speaks Retirement, an audio podcast about investing in the stock market, financial planning, money management, and retirement planning. Each Wednesday, we help investors at all stages of life learn how to potentially grow and preserve their money from first job through retirement. Now here's your host, Miguel Gonzalez. Good morning and welcome to the Corpberg Speaks Retirement Audio Podcast. On this week's audio podcast, I discuss charitable giving, which for me is one of the most rewarding aspects of being a financial advisor. So what constitutes a gift to charity? A gift to charity is simply a gratuitous transfer of property to a charitable organization. The key is that your gift must be some kind of property. Your time or personal services do not count. There are several different types of properties that can be donated to charity and a gift is limited only by your imagination. Are you the type who wants to donate cash, stock, or your lunchbox collection from a 1960s sitcom? How do you decide whether to donate to charity? The decision to donate to charity is a personal one. Although the IRS does not require that you have any charitable motivation when you donate to charity, you can do it strictly for the tax benefits. Most people who decide to donate to charity have a charitable intent. There are an infinite number of charities from which to choose. Most people have a particular charity in mind when they decide to make a contribution. So what are the tax benefits of donating to charity? Through tax legislation, Congress has attempted to encourage charitable giving because it is good social policy. Most every charity depends on individual contributions to remain financially solvent, especially in this era of fewer direct government dollars. As a result, charitable giving has become interconnected with the tax laws, which have grown more and more complex. Congress has sweet in the pot for taxpayers who donate to qualified charities. First, you generally receive an income tax deduction in the year you make the gift. Second, you do not have to worry about gift tax because federal gift tax does not apply to charitable gifts. Third, the charity gift, charitable gifts serve to reduce your taxable estate, thus reducing your potential estate tax liability. For more information, see charitable deduction. In this last area, estate tax, where charitable giving may produce the greatest tax benefits, over the next 30 years, an estimated $8 trillion of assets will pass from one generation to the next, resulting in the assessment of significant estate taxes. One solution to minimize these t- estate taxes is charitable giving. So what options do you have for donating to charity? Number one, an outright gift. In the typical situation, your gift will be for the charity's benefit only, and the charity will take possession of the gift immediately. This type of gift is called an outright gift. This arrangement satisfies the general rule that a gift to charity must be paid to the charity in the form of money or property before the end of the tax year to be deductible for income tax purposes. The second option is a split interest gift in trust. Another option is for your gift to be split between a charity and a non-charitable beneficiary. Here, one party, usually the non-charitable beneficiary, receives the use of donated property for a specific period of time, which means he or she is paid a certain sum every year out of the donated property. Then, after this time period is up, the remaining property passes to the charity. Such gifts can be used to provide a dependent child or surviving spouse. In this arrangement, the charity's right to enjoyment and possession of the gift is delayed because the non-charitable beneficiary has the first interest in the donated property. Ordinarily, this delay would mean no tax deductibility for your gift. However, Congress has voiced its 
approval of such arrangements as long as the gift is set up as one time of a number of special trusts expressly created for this purpose. If your split interest gift is set up as one of these trusts, you will receive federal income gift and estate tax deductions. One of these trusts is called a CRAT, C-R-A-T, Charitable Remainder Annuity Trust. A CRAT is a split interest gift between a non-charitable beneficiary and a charitable beneficiary. The non-charitable beneficiary has the first interest and the charity has the remainder interest or the second in line interest. The trust pays out a fixed amount of income every year, like an annuity, to the non-charitable beneficiary for the term of the trust and the remaining assets pass to the charity at the end of the term. Another form of uh, trust that can be set up is called a CRUT, C-R-U-T. It's known as a Charitable Remainder Unitrust. A CRUT is a split interest gift between a non-charitable beneficiary and a charitable beneficiary. Again, as with a CRAT, C-R-A-T, the non-charitable beneficiary has the first interest and the charity has the remainder interest. However, instead of paying out a fixed amount each year, the CRUT, C-R-U-T, pays the non-charitable beneficiary a fluctuating amount each year depending on the value of the trust assets for that year. This amount is calculated as a percentage of the assets in the trust on a specific date of year. Um, At the end of the trust term, the remaining assets pass to the charity. Important tip, there are several varieties of CRUTs. There's NI CRUTs, uh, NIM CRUTs, there's FLIP CRUTs, each with slightly different rules regarding how the non-charitable beneficiary is paid. Another way of uh, providing for a gift is a pooled income fund. A pooled income fund is a split interest gift between a non-charitable beneficiary and a charitable beneficiary. Like the CRAT and the CRUT, the non-charitable beneficiary has the first interest and the charity has the remainder interest. A pooled income fund is managed by the charity, much like a mutual fund, and is made up of donations from several donors. The charity pays the non-charitable beneficiary a fluctuating amount each year depending on the value of the fund in that year. These income distributions are made to the non-charitable beneficiary for his or his or her lifetime, after which the portion of the fund's assets attributable to the non-charitable beneficiary is severed from the fund and is used by the charity for its charitable purposes. Another way of doing this is through a charitable lead trust. A charitable lead trust is a split interest gift between non-charitable beneficiary and a charitable beneficiary. Again, here the charity has the first or lead interest and the non-charitable beneficiary has the remainder interest. The charity is paid a certain amount every year for the term of the trust and then the remaining assets pass to the non-charitable beneficiary at the end of the trust term. Another form is bargain sale. A bargain sale in the context of charitable giving, of course, is a sale of charity at a bargain price. For example, a price below the fair market value of the item sold, fair market value being the price a willing buyer would pay a willing seller in an arm's length transaction. The difference between the sale price and the actual fair market value of the asset equals the donation to a charity. A bargain sale involves two separate transactions for tax purposes, a sale 
and a charitable gift. The IRS treats each event as a separate transaction. Consequently, each is reported separately on your income tax return. Another way is through a private foundation. Donors with significant and sufficient resources may want to create a private foundation. A private foundation is a separate legal entity, often named for the donor, that can endure for many generations after the original donor's death. The donor creates the foundation, then transfers assets, typically appreciated assets, to the foundation, which in turn makes grants to public charity. The donor and his or her descendants retain complete control over which charities receive the grants. Another form is a community foundation. A type of organization related to a private foundation is called a community foundation. A community foundation concentrates its activities within a defined geographic area and is typically controlled by a representative group of community members, which may include the donor. In practice, a community foundation is a public charity, though it appears to share some of the characteristics of a private foundation. Another way is through a donor-advised fund. Similar in some respects to a private foundation, a donor-advised fund, also known as a DAF, D-A-F, offers an easier way for a donor to make significant charitable gifts over a long period of time. A DAF usually refers to an account that is held within a charitable organization. The charitable organization is a separate legal entity, but the donor's account is not. It is merely a component of the charitable organization that holds the account. Once the donor has transferred assets to the account, the charitable organization becomes the legal owner of the assets and ultimately control over them. The donor can only advise, not direct, the charitable organization on how the donor's contributions will be distributed to the charities. Charitable gifting strategies is not easy, as you can see, and your ideal strategy will ultimately depend on your circumstances. As a financial advisor, one of the most rewarding aspects for me is helping clients incorporate charitable giving into their financial plan. If you have any questions about charitable giving, do not hesitate to call Kortberg Retirement Advisors at 212-776-4094. Please also make sure to visit our website, www.kortbergretirement.com. Our site is filled with educational videos, ebooks, publications, and financial calculators designed to help you learn more about your finances. As you search our site, Send us a note regarding any questions you may have about any particular investment concepts or products. We will get back to you quickly with a thoughtful answer. This is Miguel Gonzalez, Certified Retirement Counselor and Managing Partner with Kortberg Retirement Advisors, signing off for this week's educational podcast. The opinions expressed and material provided are for general information and should not be considered a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Please consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. Securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group LLC, a registered investment advisor. Private Advisor Group LLC and Corporate Retirement Advisors Inc. are separate entities from LPL Financial. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principle.